0: I need Thee, oh, I need Thee. Come on, lift up your hands toward heaven and sing it with me now. Every your hands toward heaven. Thou, my Savior, I come to thee. Come on, would you lift your hands toward the Lord this morning? See, this song you're singing this morning is not to me, it's not to your neighbor. But this is a worship song. You're singing it to the Lord today. It's between you and God. Whatever you receive from the Lord this morning could be predicated on how you communicate with Him today. Could you just lift hands toward heaven today and just say, I need Thee, oh. Come on, one more time. Let's sing it together. Say, I need high toward heaven, would you just thank the Lord today? Would you just love on him for a few minutes and let him know Lord, I I need you today. I need you today. I need you today. I need you today. I exalt thee. I exalt Come on, between you and the Lord right now. I exalt thee. I exalt thee. I We've been sung to this morning. We've been led this morning. But right now, what I'm trying to do is get us just to communicate with the Lord. Just you and the Lord for a moment. Just forget that I'm here. Forget that Sister Cheryl and Brother Danny's on the platform with me. Right now, just you and the Lord with hands lifted toward heaven. Could you just just talk to him for a minute and just say, Lord, it's just me and you right now. Come on, would you lift up your voice to him and just say, I exalt Thee, I exalt Thee, -hmm. I exalt Thee, yes I do, oh. hallelujah i lift up my hands to you and my voice Now, with a loud voice, would you just give the Lord praise in the house? Don't worry about who around you hears you. Just tell him how much you love him today. Tell him how you feel about him today. Let him know how great he is in your life today. Let him know how much you're thankful for him today. Let him know how much you need him today. Come on, let him know all over the building, God, I need you more than anything. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I need you more than anything, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First Kings chapter 19, if you have your Bibles and would like to turn there. Amen. Lord, we need you today. More than anything, we need you. 1 Kings chapter 19. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and withal how he had slain all the prophets with a sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me and more also. If I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow, about this time. And when he saw that, he arose and went for his life. He ran for his life. And he came to Beersheba, which belongeth to Judah, and he left his servants there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, and came and sat down under a juniper tree, and he requested for himself that he might die, and he said, it is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. I'm going to preach by the help of the Lord for a little bit this morning on the subject giants under junipers. Would you pray with me one more time today? Lord Jesus, we need your help. We need your help today, Lord, to speak what you have spoken into my spirit. I need your help this morning, Lord, anoint with power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost this morning. Let your word not go out void this morning, Lord, but let it accomplish the purpose for which it is sent. And we give you honor and I give you praise this morning. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. You can be seated today. some of the greatest battles you will ever face will often be after some of the greatest victories that you have ever experienced. I wish that the church never faced up and downs. I wish I could tell you today that when we get on a mountaintop experience for the Lord with the Lord, that we're going to live there for a long, long time. But we face opposition. We deal with ups and downs. And the church always has. Don't ever get the idea that there is something wrong with the church because we go through ups and downs, that we have victories and then we have trying times. Because before there can ever be a victory, there must first be a battle. And the greater the battle, the greater the victory. I wish I had somebody in here that believed that this morning. The greater the battle, the greater the victory. Consider the early church in the book of Acts as we read one moment thousands are being added to the church and the next moment one of the pastors are being stoned for preaching the gospel. Are beheaded, are crucified upside down and persecution spreads rampantly throughout the church. Just about the time the greatest miracles are happening A couple of apostles are thrown into jail, and somebody is being persecuted. This pendulum swing of human emotions is nothing new. It's always been familiar to God's people. We must be particularly on guard when we are following some of the greatest victories of our life. I want to help somebody this morning because the greatest battle of human life often comes after the greatest triumph that you have ever faced. The reason is, is because God doesn't intend for you to fight a battle and get on a mountaintop and everything be downhill from there. But my Bible tells me that He came to take us, and His plan and purpose for our life is to take us from victory to victory. And if you are going to go from victory to victory, there's only one way to get from victory to victory. If you're going to go from victory until victory, then you are going to have to go from battle to battle. And if the next victory is going to be greater than the present victory, That means the next battle is going to be greater than the former battle. I feel the help of the Lord this morning. I want to encourage somebody today to understand that the attack of the enemy is just a sign that God is wanting to move you from where you are to the next greater level of victory. Don't think that God is trying to persecute you because you had victory last Sunday and all hell broke loose in your life this week. But it is because God is wanting to take you from the victory of last week to a greater victory this week. I wish somebody would put your hands together and give God a shout of praise this morning because God has victory in store for your future. What I'm preaching about today, it's like the law of gravity or the law of inertia or the laws of motion. It happens with great predictability. If you don't understand this principle, you, you'll get caught off guard by Satan himself. And you will experience failure in your life if you're not very careful. If you understand this principle, you can fortify your mind and you can prepare your emotions and you can brace your soul uh, against times of vulnerability and temptation because they will come. This principle that I am preaching about this morning is explained in Scripture. This, this principle is exhibited in the lives of, of several people in the Bible who were great. They were great and they were powerful. They were anointed, but they experienced failure because they did not understand that some of the greatest victories would and some of the greatest battles would come right after the last victory. It is here in Scripture that A man who was in the strongest of places failed. That's often the way it is with men. It's not a sign that you are weak. It's not a sign that you're not anointed because in the Scripture, I I just got to point out to you this morning that some of the greatest men and women of the Bible face some of the greatest uh, battles that anybody has ever faced. Don't take the fact that you live in a constant battle as God turning His back on you. God has not forsaken you. I come this morning to remind somebody that God has not forsaken you. God has not turned his back on you. Just because you're in a battle for your very own life doesn't mean God has turned his back on you. It means that God has allowed you to face the next battle saying I'm going to go through it with you because I'm going to teach your enemy something about you. That you've got that in you that says I refuse to quit. I refuse to stop. I refuse to throw in the towel but I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to fight knowing God is with me, I'm going to fight and win the next victory. And when I get on that mountaintop, I'm going to look at the next mountaintop and I'm going to say, come on God go with me one more time and we're going to go to the next victory. don't Don't take the testing and the trials of life as, as don't, don't even take it lightly. God had to have enough faith in you to allow the devil to bring those things on your life. God will test you. God will never tempt you. All temptation is brought by Satan himself. But he can only do what God allows him to do. Well, why doesn't God just just alleviate all temptation in my life? Why do I have to make some decisions to fight and, and to battle and to struggle and to go through the hardships? and to, to, Why, why doesn't God just remove them? Because God knows that, that, that he could do some things in your life if you will allow him to grow the process. Somebody look at your neighbor and tell them grow the process, develop the process, let the process develop in your life. That means I've got to go through some things so I can so I can help somebody on the other side of what I'm going through. And if you haven't been through something, then you're never going to really understand the victory on the other side. And so God allows Satan to buffet you and to bring things against you. He comes against your health. He comes against your mind. He comes against your family. He comes against your home. He comes against your ministry. He comes against you every way he possibly can. And God is standing on the side saying, go ahead. I'm allowing you the opportunity to be able to do it because I'm going to prove something to you, Satan, that when you touch my servant Job, ah, he's going to come out the other side greater than what he went in to the temptation and the struggle. Elijah failed in his strength and fled from an angry woman. It's a smart thing for men to do. Abraham failed in his faith, though he was great in faith, failed in his faith and brought forth a son out of doubt. Moses, we're talking about great men, everybody shout great men. Moses failed in his meekness, yet in anger against the will of God, struck a rock and was never able to enter into the promised land. Solomon failed in his great wisdom by pursuing many women and all their idols. Elijah could stand in the face of Ahab and tell him, You, sir, are the man. You, sir, are Israel's greatest problem. But when his wife rises up, Boy, it's getting quiet in here. He could kill 450 prophets of Baal one moment and then have to flee for his life the next moment. What's even more remarkable that he would kill 450 men is because killing 450 prophets was nothing compared to the giants that lurked under the juniper. Because I'm going to tell you something today. You are equipped. This church, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost all over me right now. This church is equipped for battle. Uh, We hadn't been through prayer and fasting and revival services to get to where we are for you not to be equipped. If you're not equipped, it's because you didn't go on the journey. You better jump on the boat this morning because the church is equipped for battle. You are equipped for battle. Get on the battlefield. 450 prophets of Baal seem like nothing because you're equipped for battle. But you're not equipped for the giants under the juniper tree. We're built for battle. We're trained for battle. We are ready for battle. We just experienced one of the greatest revivals that this church has ever experienced. And then Monday showed up. It's funny because you know it's true. We come through one of the greatest weekends. 13 received the Holy Ghost Sunday morning. Another 13 on Sunday night. People that have been... People that have been cold and indifferent have come back and turned their life around. And God has performed miracles and signs and wonders. I'm going to preach about some of those things tonight. Some things that God has even done this week. We're going to talk about a little bit tonight. But I came to let you know that we came through one of the greatest, greatest weekends ever. But Monday. We weren't prepared for Monday. Look at your neighbor and ask him, were you prepared for Monday? Because on Monday, families were attacked. <laughs> on Monday, my morning started out on Monday with doctor's reports came back. And they weren't what we were hoping for. Business deals fell through that we celebrated on Sunday. And the devil looks me and you in the face and starts saying, there was nothing to that, was it? There's nothing to that victory, was it? Get behind me, Satan. You don't have power over life or death. You don't have power over my business deal. You don't have power over my health. You don't have power over my home. You don't have power over my marriage. You don't have power over my family. You don't have power over the things that I have dedicated to the Lord. Get behind me. Victory reports from the battlefield of Sunday were silenced by the juniper tree of Monday. The juniper tree, that's where we find Elijah. At the juniper tree. But but there's not just a juniper tree. It appears that there were giants lurking under the juniper tree just a short distance away from the victory field. Despair was lurking under the juniper tree. Hopelessness, worry, fear, doubt, unbelief. You're made for the battlefield. But you can't handle the giants of the juniper tree that war between your ears on Monday. We all have juniper tree moments. I'm qualified to preach this message this morning. The sweet little lady that you honored this morning for her 29th birthday. God bless her. (laughs) She understands and knows that I'm qualified to preach this because she's seen me under a few juniper trees. I'm qualified to preach on this this morning because some of the greatest battles that you and I will ever deal with. It's what happens and goes on between our ears. It's what the devil starts dealing with between our ears. It's not even reality. It is a figma of imagination, and it is brought on us by the enemy that wants to destroy everything that God is wanting to do in your life. I've been waiting all we. I've been waiting since Monday night to preach this message on Sunday morning. I couldn't wait for service to get here. I couldn't wait to get here because I came to tell somebody today. I come to tell. Somebody Somebody today that God wants to fight the battle under the juniper tree for you today. But you got to understand it's too great for me. Oh, somebody lift your hands all over the building right now and just cry out to the Lord and say, God, help me. God, help me. Just nothing else. Just cry, God, help me. God, help me. Come on, cry out like you mean it this morning. Throw up your hands and cry out, God help me. Come on, throw up your hands and cry out. Cry out. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise now. Come on, give him a hand clap of praise. He's going to help you. He's going to help you. Sunday's shout was met by Monday's giants, the giant of worry, the giant of fear, the giant of broken dreams, the giant of weakened faith. I wish I could talk somebody into just turning it over to God this morning. I wish I could preach it in some way that would get through to the heart of somebody today that you would, you would get up from the juniper tree and say, God never intended for me to spend my entire lifetime under the juniper tree. God never intended for you to spend your entire life worrying and fretting. He intended for you to be on the battlefield. And there's only one way that you're going to do it today. Somebody's going to have to get some courage in their spirit to stand up and shout, this is war, this is war. I wasn't made for the giant of the juniper tree, but I was made for the battlefield. He didn't build me to worry. He built me to trust him. Let's get on the battlefield. He didn't build you for depression. He built you for war. He didn't build you for doubt. He built you for faith. Hallelujah! 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 Go ahead and get it right now. You can go ahead and get your victory right now. You can go ahead and declare war right now. Somebody shout, this is war. war. Come on, shout it like you mean it. Shout it so the enemy hears it. This is war. Let me see it just for a moment. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. When great men like Elijah. I mean, would any of us dare to compare ourselves with a man like Elijah? 16 miracles, wow blow your mind miracles, happened at the hands of Elijah. You want to fight with that? Would we dare? To compare ourselves with a man of such caliber, such degree of faith, appointed and chosen of God. But he comes off the battlefield with the greatest victory. Fire has fallen out of heaven. 450 false prophets lay dead. And he finds himself a juniper tree to go Crawl under because he was weary and tired and hungry. Sunday night, Sister Bollinger, you in here? Sister Bollinger, here this morning. She's not here today. Sister Bollinger looked at me Sunday night. She said, Pastor, we got to keep this going. I said, you're right. She said, oh, but we're worn out. Give us a couple days off. (laughs) Tuesday night, she and Brother Bollinger showed up here at the church for a couple hours of prayer meeting because they were determined to keep this going. We all were tired. We were all famished. We were in good company. Elijah goes to the juniper tree. And when he gets there, the giant under the juniper starts telling him, Jezebel is stronger than your God. An evil woman is stronger than your God. Now he saw fire come down out of heaven. God empowered him. He was a prophet himself. He didn't. God empowered him, Brother George, to fight a battle and kill 450 prophets of Baal. And one voice. It says, I want you dead. What about, did you not think those 450 prophets wanted him dead too? But one voice got in his head. One voice. Not of a prophet of God, but an evil woman. said, if it's the last thing I do, I'm going to kill you. And the giant under the juniper says, She's going to kill me. An evil woman is more powerful than your God. The giant of satanic lies. will destroy you if you choose to spend your life under the juniper. Go ahead and tell them I'm qualified to preach on this this morning. I've walked down the dark roads of life. I've walked through the valley of depression. I've walked through the valley of torment of evil spirits that prevented me from sleeping at night. I've walked through the battle of voices yelling in my head, telling me I wasn't good enough. I wasn't qualified. It would never come to pass. I looked at everything that was negative. I listened to every voice that spoke something evil into my spirit. There was times that I wanted to quit, thank God. My wife looked at me when I told her several years ago go I'm done I'm gonna go be a plumber and she looked at me and she said I didn't marry a quitter you're not quitting get up and go fight I come to remind somebody this morning that the voice of evil spirits will come against you if you spend your life under a juniper. We all need rest. We all need nourishment. We all need some time to rejuvenate. But we've got to go from victory to victory. That means you've got to go from battlefield to battlefield. You've got to get up from where you are and declare I don't care what enemy comes against me. At the moment I hear a giant's voice under a juniper tree is the moment and I'm getting up, shaking off my dust, and I'm declaring it's time to go back to war. If God has done it before, he'll do it again. <laughs> Elijah was anointed now. He, he wasn't a bad man. He wasn't a sinner, but rivers still confronted him. Skeptics still laughed at him. Enemies still mocked him. Loneliness still plagued him. Human moods still muzzled him. But the giants were no match for his God. But the lie of satanic influences that would speak into your mind this morning would tell you your God is not as powerful as whatever is coming against you when you're trying to rest under the juniper. you got to get up this morning and declare you're no match for my God. My God is greater than you are. The voice of God is more powerful than the satanic voice that would speak into my ear, speak into my spirit, speak into my life, my God is greater. <clears throat> You're going to give me time to finish this message this morning and you got to go eat pizza. The second giant that he dealt with under the juniper was the voice that said, you're alone in all this. You you ever read that in your Bible? Read your Bible once in a while. Because it's in there. The voice came to him and said, you're the only one, you're the only one that serve serving the Lord. You're all by yourself. Nobody knows what you're going through. Nobody knows where you are. You're all by yourself. If you just read on down a little further, you're going to find out something. There was 107,000 that did not bow to Baal. I wish you'd have got what I just said it's not even in the text but you're never alone while you thought you're under the juniper facing giants by yourself God had a remnant of a hundred and seven thousand that had never bowed a knee to pale I come this morning to tell you to look the devil in the face and declare you giant lion giant under this juniper tree get out of my life I'm not by myself I'm not alone in this I got some people that are with me I got some people that have been through this with me I got a pastor preaching to me this morning that's fought the giant you know why he tells you this cause the devil hates unity Tell you why he hates unity because he knows that one can put a thousand to flight, but he also knows that two can put ten thousand to flight the devil's good at mathematics and he understands what happens when you really get the confidence of looking him in the face and saying, I'm not alone in this. I got about 300 people. I got about 200 people on a Sunday morning in the house of God that's been through the juniper tree with me. They'll fight with me. You're not alone. Somebody shout, I'm not alone in this. got to get done I got to get done with this the third issue is that Elijah went to the wrong place he should have never gone to a juniper because Juniper trees were more than just a place of rest and shade. But from the juniper trees oozed the sap that dripped around the tree. And it gave a false sense of security. Because the aroma of the juniper tree would prevent the pestilence, the bugs, all this sort of thing. So it appeared to be a good place to rest. But Elijah wasn't the only one that knew it was a place to rest. Because when the devil learns your pattern... I'm dealing with some human spirit right now. When the devil knows your pattern and he knows the normal pattern and he watches you, he studies your normal pattern. He studies how many services you can be up before you're going to go back down. He studies how long, you're gonna, how long it's going to be after the fast before you need to go back into another fast. And just before you get there with a made up mind, he says, now's the time to attack. Because he's also familiar with where you like to go. There is some there is some issues with familiarity that the enemy can have in your life. He can watch you and pattern you and know where you are and know what you're going to do. What do you think in the, what do you think in the fall time that the bears go down or in the in this in the springtime and summertime and through even into the fall that the bears go down to the rivers because they have been taught by nature that the salmon are gonna come up and it's gonna be Easy pickings. And so they go and they'll meander around and when there's no salmon to be found, they just go up and they they, they graze and feed. And it's a great danger to the fishermen that come down to the rivers and they, they're going to fish to see if any fish are there. And as soon as somebody starts catching a fish, the bears come down and they begin to feed. And then while they're trying to fish, you got to be looking over your shoulders because bears are everywhere. I come this morning to remind you of something and that is is that the enemy knows your pattern and he knows when you need rest and he's not far from your juniper tree and he's waiting for a moment that he can begin to attack you when you are weary, when you are tired, when you're stressed out on your job when you're stressed out by your family, when you're stressed out by your bills, when you're stressed out with everything, and you think, I just need, I just need to be out here under the juniper. No, what you need to do is get back in the house of the Lord. Get back in the prayer meeting. Show back up to the house of God and say, I'm going to find rest wherein the weary can rest. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I got to close. I got to close. But here's what I want to leave you with today. The giant that you battle does not have to destroy you. (laughs) Because I think I read somewhere in the book that it said no weapon formed against me. Is going to prosper. I, I think I read somewhere by the Apostle Paul who said, I am in labors more abundant and in stripes above measure. I am in prison more frequent and in deaths often. He's talking about what was going on around him and in the church. He said of the Jews five times, I received 40 stripes save one. Thrice I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A day and a night I've been in the deep in journeyings, often in perils of water, in perils of robbers, I, I, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the heathen, in perils of the city, in perils of the... Can I just stop and tell you? In other words, he said, if you can think it up in your mind, I've already been there. I've been attacked in the church. I've been attacked out of the church. I've been attacked in my home. I've been attacked on my job. I've been attacked with my health. I've been attacked and thrown in jail. I've been attacked everywhere. But he goes on to say, but I am persuaded... But I am persuaded that neither life, nor death, nor powers, nor principality, nor any other creature is going to be able to separate me. Somebody needs to get up from under the juniper today and declare, Where's the battlefield? Where's the battlefield? Where's the battlefield? I can't stay here. Get me back in the battlefield. I'm done. I'm opening the altars right now. That's the proper response right there. You don't need beg today. God is speaking to some folks in the house today. Come on, let's get back in the battlefield. about 11 o'clock Monday night I got up got my computer got my Bible I said you know what I'm going to do I'm going to the church well ain't nobody going to be there ain't no music going to be playing ain't no organs going to be playing ain't nobody going to see me ain't nobody going to know God said go on up to the battlefield You don't belong laying in this bed fretting and worrying and stressed out. I got up Monday night. I'm not pinning roses on myself. I'm trying to help somebody learn how you got to handle the giant under the juniper. Because after a day of excruciating stress that started at 7.30 Monday morning and went through about 4 a.m., I got up about 11 o'clock that night. I looked at my wife. She said, what are you doing? I was getting dressed. She said, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to the church. I'll see you in the morning. She looked at me kind of funny. She says, that ain't what you normally do. I said, I know it, but God's calling me back into the battlefield. If I lay here all night, I'm not going to sleep. The devil's going to speak into my ear. I got to get back I got to get to the battlefield I got to get back where I belong the devil's got to know that my victory 24 hours ago isn't going to get me through this night so I'm going to go find some more victory somebody in the house needs to find some victory today you need to fight for some victory today declare declare it Declare it! Declare it! You are the victor's crown. You overcome. You overcome. Every high thing must come down. Every stronghold shall be broken. You are the victor's crown. You overcome. You overcome. Every high thing must come down. Some of you people with great faith. Some of you people with great faith need to find somebody that's...